0: Happy Monday, you guys. I hope you guys are having a beautiful start to your Monday morning and a beautiful start to your week. I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for waking us up this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that we are still here, alive and breathing. Thank you, Jesus, for what he is about to do in our week ahead. Let's get right into this episode. Welcome back to Leaders on a Mission podcast. I titled this episode, No Revenge. Let's get into it. Back in, I will say, 2011, I believe it was this show that came out that I freaking loved. Oh my God. I loved, loved, loved this series. It was called Revenge. Um, If you guys have not ever watched that series, let me just tell you. That series right there will have you like... (laughs) Looking through every episode, every season. Like it will have you hooked. Okay. Um, And for some reason this show it, it i think it stopped airing in like 2015 or something but this show popped up in my mind when i was thinking about what i wanted to speak about today and um i was just thinking about the characters and just the storyline of this series. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it just in case you haven't seen it. I will suggest you go look at it. It is a great series uh, but the main character is Emily and I'll tell you just a snippet of what the series is about. It's about her father being framed um, by like a rich family and it's so many twists and turns within this storyline. Oh my god but the moral of the the series is It's this girl that, you know, her father was framed, and then he eventually passes. And her mission is to get revenge on everyone who did this to her and her family, who tore her family apart. You know, her father was an innocent good man, and she just couldn't understand, you know, why people that were close to them had done them wrong. It's just so much within this series, and I suggest you go watch it, but... I was brought to 1 Samuel, um, I was actually looking at this, I believe it was on Friday night, I believe I was looking at this. But I was trying to, for some reason, um, the thought about Saul, him going, when he, when God, you know, took basically the kingdom from him and or what I, I wouldn't say took the kingdom because he was still king of Israel when God basically took his hand off of Saul when he disobeyed God um and basically didn't wipe out um, this particular region that was that had destroyed Israel that had done wrong by God's people he asked him to go destroy everything and Saul did not obey he destroyed most but he didn't do what God told him to do in full. And so God took his hand off of Saul. And for some reason, I was just, I don't know, trying to get into what Saul was feeling within that moment. Because there's times in all of our lives where we are on the right track. We're doing the right thing And we may come up against something that God wants us to destroy fully, but we don't know how or we're scared, you know, or we get in this vulnerable state of, God, I just can't do it. And I wanted to understand what what he was going through when God removed his hand, because he was weeping, he was sad. I really feel like, He really wanted to obey God. He just didn't know how to. And I just really wanted to understand his mind frame at that moment. And I I was wanting to read about how he got so desperate that he went to what they called back in those times, a familiar spirit, which is uh, like a witch or someone who can tell you about your future and stuff like that. And... For some reason, God took me to the scriptures that did not surround that particular story line. But he took me to the story about David. If you guys don't know about David, you guys know that after Saul was basically... You know, even though he had the kingdom and was still running things, God basically took him away from the kingdom. Because what he was doing was preparing David to become the next king. Even though he took his hand off of Saul, he allowed Saul to continue to rule over Israel until he got David to a place where David can go ahead and get in that position. Saul was going through it mentally, mentally once God hand was off of his life, God basically allowed an evil spirit to take over him, you know, evil spirit to run him. And it's like once you don't do what I asked you and what I called you to do, this is what you're going to have to deal with until you get into complete submission. With me, this is the life that you basically choose when you choose not to obey me or follow the path that I have paved out for you and I know you guys are probably like oh that was so harsh but this was um, in the Old Testament so you know God was it was like listen but you guys know that Jesus died on a cross and it is for our sins because he knew like when he came down here and got to experience what it really is like down here as a human being he was like listen God they they can't they can't do it <laughs> <laughs> down here. So and God sent him down here to die for our sins because he knew that we just couldn't do it. You know, we just couldn't be everything because like I always mentioned, beginning of time. Once Eve at the Eve ate that uh apple it, just, it went downhill from there. But um I was reading about when David was basically anointed to be king and um you guys know Samuel went down and to um David's family to anoint him and you know at first he didn't know it was David he thought it was his brothers and all of that but God was like no it's that one and when he anointed David um his life changed, you know, he, he had to go through a lot. He didn't become king immediately, but his life change, changed changed uh, dramatically. And at this time, Saul was going through some things and, you know, just going through it. And I believe I kind of briefly spoke, spoke about this in another episode, but he was really going through and, um, you know, his men around him, I, I think he was asking like, you know, like he he couldn't fathom the spirit and and one of his men was like, You know, um, that boy David, like he can play an instrument, like basically to calm you down and stuff like that. And so Saul called for David and you know, David, you know, um, played his music and calmed Saul basically like every day or every night or whatever. And they became very close and, and very tight-knit. And you guys know the story about when David went and defeated Goliath. And, you know, once he did that, so I got to see what person David really was. And and he really grew to like him a whole, whole lot to where he wanted David to be with him always. Like, come live with me, come away from your family and come over here and, you know, be in my house because you just a really great, great man. You know, you helping me with my demons and, you know, you, you going out here showing yourself as a great man that you are by defeating Goliath and my people love you who I'm king over. It's like, you just a beautiful man. But all of the admiration, all of the greatness, that saw Saul in David started to turn wicked. He started to get jealous of David. You know, he started to want to kill David. I mean, it just went from a beautiful start to a terrible end. And in this particular book, for, uh Samuel, I mean, Saul was just chasing and chasing David and trying to kill David. And it was like he had no reason to really want to take this man out other than just being jealous, other than just, you know, realizing that God's hand is on David, you know, and God's hand is no longer on his life because he wanted to please men and not God. You know, he did not go and do what God wanted him to do because one, he was scared, but two, he also wanted to be liked by people, you know, and David came in on the scene and David was following God. David was doing everything that God had called him to do. Even in a season of him not being king, him basically have, having to earn his rights to be king and going through a lot, you know, being chased by somebody that he was doing good to, that he was good to. It's like, I don't understand why is this man after me like this when I have been nothing but good. But God brought this topic to my mind no revenge and what I gathered from this is no matter what people put you through you cannot try to get revenge no matter how good you have been to people no matter how much you have done to people you and, and they may have turned on you or turned their back on you, walked away or whatever. Do not try to get revenge. Let God bless your life and move through you in such a way to where you transform people into who God want them to be and that they start to see who you really are. Because sometimes... I had to learn this too, sometimes because we are all on different walks of life, depending on what circumstances, you know, we been raised up in or just our mindsets, our perspectives and stuff like that. Depending on all of those things, we see things differently. There's different seasons in different people's lives that cause them to do things that they may not do in a different season. They may have rejected you or did something to you in one season. And God, by you staying true to who you are and allowing God to be the head of your life, allowing God to reveal to people basically who you really are. That is true victory. That is true revenge. I know we live in a time now where, you know, when you get hurt now, you want to get your revenge body. You know, you want to get that job and get all this money. And I'm going to prove to you that you lost a good thing. And that is not the reward. That is not true peace. That is not true rejoicing and true, true happiness. Doing what God has called you to do. Is The true Rejoicing The true happiness The true happy ending Keeping A good heart Having great character Showing basically We live in a world That do not believe in good That Believe that people are bad And people act like they're good And so on and so forth And so I feel like God really wants people. It's so important that people stay true to who God has called them to be and stay true. If you got a good heart, keep that. If you do good by people, keep that. Don't cha- don't allow people to change you. And this came strong in my spirit today. Do not allow people to change you. You getting a new job. You getting that revenge body. You getting a honey cards is not that's not the way. I know you want to get back at that person or them people or show them people what they're missing out on and how great you are. But allow God to put you on people's uh, minds and hearts. Allow God to give you favor in people's hearts and my by continually to be who you are. Not having that spirit of revenge. Or I'm going to show you. I'm going to no. You know what? I understand you in a season in your life and I can't make you see see me for who I am. I can't make you see my value. I can't make you do right by me. I cannot make you see that maybe us being in each other's lives is a blessing that you just can't see or maybe this situation is a blessing. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to allow God To show up in your life in such a way that you don't have revenge in your spirit. And people can see that. We don't realize that truly being a good person is truly being true to the goodness in you. Truly being true to God. Truly being true to your path, your journey, your mission You know what God has called you down here to do. When I was watching that show, even though it was good, of course, a show with drama and, you know, her just like getting inside of the family that um, betrayed her father. They didn't even know it was her because she was a little girl at that time and she didn't start getting revenge. She was an older woman or a grown woman and they didn't know who she was. So she had got deep in that family baby got to see how they operate and was able to get in and get them baby i mean get in there it's so many twists and turns in this show called revenge i gotta go watch it but i was thinking to myself when i when i used to watch that show i'm like it takes a lot of energy To be doing that while you trying to get revenge on somebody you tearing yourself down while you trying to get revenge on somebody you tearing your happiness away you are being torn apart from what God is trying to bless your life with sometimes that betrayal that rejection is God's protection in order for him to bless you in a whole new way or bless you in such a way that people get embarrassed of how they did you. People start to change their lives. People start to come to you without you having to do anything and say, you know what? I was wrong. Because truth be told, like I always say, we all have done something in a season or period of our lives that we probably did not take heed to our, uh, was conscious of to where we did things to other people that we probably didn't mean to do. I was thinking about that. Like what season have I been in where I've done things that I didn't intentionally try to hurt somebody, or I didn't intentionally want to do something to this person. And this person is like trying to bring me down and get revenge on me in such a way. And it's like, my intentions behind whatever it is that I may have done to you is not what you think. I want to read you guys um, a scripture out of first Samuel where David was running and hiding from Saul and David had his, his men and, um, Saul, they was like out in the wilderness. And then let me see, hold on. Let me read this. Um, let me see. And they were in a cave. So let me kind of go. Let me read this to you guys. It's first Samuel 24. Let me read this to you guys. Um, after Saul returned From pursuing the Philistines, he was told David is in the desert of Ingedi. And I'm going to be saying some words wrong. I'm sorry, guys. I'm terrible with this. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near uh, the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscience stricken from having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed or lay my hand on him for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words David sharply rebuked his men, and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went into his way, went his way. Then David went out of the cave, and called out to Saul, My Lord the King When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He said to Saul, Why do you listen? When men say David is bent on harming you. This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on my Lord, because he is the Lord's anointed. See my father, look at this piece of see my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but did not kill you. See that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between you and me and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me. But my hand will not touch you. As the old saying goes, from evil doers come evil deeds. So my hand will not touch you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Who are you pursuing? A dead dog? A flea? May the dog? May the Lord? I'm sorry. May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May He consider my cause and uphold it. May he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. When David finished saying this, Saul asked, Is that your voice, David, my son? And he wept aloud. You are more righteous than I am, than I. He said, You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly. You have just now told me about the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me into your hands. But you did not kill me. When a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way you treated me today. I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants or wipe out my name from my father's family. So David gave his oath to Saul. Then Saul returned home. But David and his men went up to the stronghold. When I read this, I was like, David, your character is so beautiful. You are a true gem. And sometimes we do not look at things in this matter. Like, God sees everything. God sees what you go through. God sees what people say about you behind your back. God sees what people do to you. You do not have to get revenge. You do not have to become, you know, this person just so people can like you and say, oh my God, I wish I didn't do that person wrong. No, God got you. And honestly, by you not trying to get revenge, by you not trying to shove your success in people's faces that didn't believe in you, it makes you, it makes people see the true beauty in you. I don't know. This was just on my spirit. Like A lot of people's motivation to become better, a lot of people's motivation to have more is to get revenge on people who did them wrong. People who walked out, people who talked about them, family members that, you know, didn't believe in them. And that is not what we're called here for. That is not what God really wants for us. Yes, he will allow you to blossom and become, you know, all of these great things in front of your enemies and people. But that should not be your motivation. Your motivation should be to be true. True. Be the good person that you are. Don't change. Be who God created you to be. Be loving. Be humble. Do good. No matter what people do. Let them go because God sees. God sees everything that people do. He sees it. And so don't feel discouraged when you're going through things. Don't feel discouraged when you don't understand why people are attacking you. Don't feel discouraged when you are good to people and they mistreat you. Don't feel discouraged. Because the more and more, like they say, don't get discouraged in doing good. Keep doing good. Like David said, evil doers, they get evil deeds. You don't want evil deeds. You don't want, you know go toe-to-toe with somebody it's it's basically like if you're doing all that you 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 coming down on that that level of whoever is mistreating you and you're supposed to rise above I always like i've been telling you guys about the high room you gotta you gotta rise above when they go low you gotta go up you gotta go up god has called you to go up god has not called you to get revenge on nobody. He got this. Y'all saw that materialize in Joseph's family. I mean in Joseph's life. His brothers, they did not like him. They did him so wrong, but he was blessed because he didn't try to get revenge on his family. Even when he could have. Like David said, I could have killed you, Saul. I cut off a piece of your robe. That's how close I was to you. And I spared your life. Because at one point or another, God's hand was on you. You was chosen to lead the people of Israel. And I am not going to take you out because God's hand is no longer with you. And now it's my time to shine. No. Where is integrity in that? I didn't come here to what they say now. Um, I can't say because it it's a cuss word, but I can't. Like, show my show my butt on you, basically. I, I I didn't come here to outshine you. I came here to do what God has called me to do. And just because you may have to take a step down, that don't mean I look at you no differently. Why are you pursuing me? Why are you trying to kill me? I don't mean no ill will towards you. I just really wonder... Because even after that conversation, if you guys read the full story between Saul and David, Saul still was doing stuff. You know, I just really wonder if Saul would have would have came to a place of like this really total surrender and just got maybe him and David could have, you know, done some great things together. If he really would've just went to God and really repented and really tried to get himself together with God. It just seemed like He just, he was just in this jealous spirit, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just could not accept that he had been rejected as king, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't because, you know, he wasn't fit for it. He just, he didn't obey. That's, you know, he did not do what God told him to do. And then he lied about it. So it's just like, you know, we're going to have moments in our lives where we have weakness. And it doesn't mean that just because, you know, we do something wrong that God won't forgive us. It's just it's about our our heart posture. Like when we come to God, are we truly sorry? You know, are we truly repentant? Are we truly trying to get it together? But when you get stuck in that evil spirit and trying to take people down, it's like you waste your life. You know, you waste your life and you never get to see what God could have done if you just would have went to him pure hearted in a pure hearted spirit, you know, good heart posture, pure heart posture. I really feel like, you know, David was truly just one of them blessed ones in the Bible, you know, like, and it was because of his character. It was because of his heart. And the cold thing about it is David even uh, disobeyed God. But because of his heart and because of who he was, just a good spirited person, God forgave him. He still had to go through some circumstances behind his disobedience, but he came to God and he repented and he meant it. He got himself right back right with God. And I just really wonder if Saul would have just got himself right back right with God. What could have took place. But instead, he chased another man that God had chosen. And tried to kill another man because of what he did wrong. You know? So, it's just, it's like, you know, allow God to move in your life. Allow God to pull you on up above how people see you, you know, above people not seeing your worth and mistreating you. You have to allow God to guide you, ask for his guidance, do the right thing, even when it doesn't feel good. It's hard, don't get me wrong. Baby, it's been hard for me, so I get it. But I understand the beauty of obedience. And though I fall short I keep trying to get right with God. Like, I don't want to leave this earth without getting it right with God and without doing right by people. Because no matter how people do us, we still are supposed to do right by people. Our life has to be a reflection of God. And we don't understand the inheritance that we gain from doing that. God going to bless you and people going to see that. Like then you had a chance to do me dirty and you did it. You know what I'm saying? You had a chance to bring me down and you did it. Cause it's like, for what? What do I gain from that? God has me. He sees what you did. And maybe you was just in a bad season in your life. I don't know. And it's not my job to bring you down. It's not my job. And God had to deal with me with that. Because sometimes we get so much so in just being hurt by people, right? And we want to bring them down. It's like that. God is saying that's not the right way to go. And he has been with me with that. Like, listen, that is not what I have called you to do. That is not your job. You have nothing. If you do what I ask you to do, you have nothing to worry about. I know it hurts, but forgive them anyway. Move on. Do good. And that is all that I have for my babies. The message this week is just to do good and don't get revenge on those who may have done you wrong. Do good and watch how God blesses your life. You ain't got to do all the extras. Let God put your name in, in people's mouths and people's hearts that you never would have thought of. People that have done you dirty. Come back around full circle. And apologize. And even if they don't, trust and believe. God watches everything and he deals with everything. Trust me, you ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to lift a finger. All you got to do is keep living righteously. You ain't going to be perfect because none of us are perfect. I don't care how much we try to get it right. We're just not perfect. But we can get as close as possible and do as much as we can do with a good heart posture. Because God watches the heart. He knows that you're going to fall. But if he sees your heart is in the right space, you will always be blessed. Keep going and know that God loves you. Until next time, babies.